Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I am Adam Gobeski. We have with us two two amazing guests with us today. We have uh, Doug Gobeski. Hi. Uh, I think you're. I think you must have watched the wrong movie, though. Uh, I didn't because the working title for this movie was The Amazing Spider-Man. And we have with us Paul Wilcox. Great to be here. So as uh, Doug alluded to, we are on our Merry Marvel Movie March installment 17 with the 2004 movie Spider-Man 2, which debuted in June 30th, 2004 in wide release. Is it clear why they didn't decide to go with The Amazing Spider-Man? Just too confusing or they wanted to keep the continuity? I imagine it's probably easier to get people to see a movie called Spider-Man 2 because that's very explicitly a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like The Amazing Spider-Man, you could be like, oh, is this a sequel? Is this completely different? What is this? So It's about 20 movies away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Okay. In real life. (laughs) True. At the time. So we're coming off of the uh, 2004 movie Punisher, which the Punisher. Sorry. So we're coming off the 2004 movie <laughs> The Punisher, and the 2004 Punisher, Punisher The Punisher. The Punisher. <laughs> there which, you go. <laughs> it was reasonable to expect that a lot of people hadn't seen it, but how about this why one? You, uh, why are you forcing us to relive The Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Charlie. Uh, how about this one? Had everyone seen this one before? I ha- I definitely had. Oh yeah. Yeah, multiple yeah. times. I, uh, I know for sure I saw it in the theater. I'm sure I saw it when I bought the DVD, and this was another one of those ones where I bought the DVD pretty much when it came out. Uh, I'm not 100% sure I've seen it since then, because there's a lot of people in this movie that I did not realize at the t- last time I saw it were in this movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, chock <laughs> full of stars, this right. one. Or future stars in also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, name three. Asif Manvi, Joel McHale, Emily Deschanel, Daniel Day Kim was in there. Who's yeah, yeah. Is Emily Deschanel. Uh, she plays Bones on the TV show Bones. She's also Zoe Deschanel's sister. Is that right? She was the receptionist who wouldn't Whatever. pay for the pizza. Okay. All right. Yeah. Daniel Day Kim was in it in the background as one of uh, Dr. Octavius's helpers, lab assistants. Hal Sparks was there, but I think at this point he's peak Hal Sparks. Yeah, yeah, that was was a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Who or what is a Hal Sparks? He's from uh, the American version of Queer as Folk. I'm only vaguely aware that such a thing exists, although I didn't know there was an American version. And then he did all of those, like the I think he did regular appearances on the you behind know behind the, the music. All those VH1 uh, best week ever. I love the yeah, yeah. And I love the decades. I love. (laughs) (laughs) I love specific periods of time. I love categorizing things. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are just here for the deep cuts. Jeez, (laughs) that's a deep cut for you. Yeah, I've never. I have no idea who this person is. I'm not sure I've ever seen this person. Oh, you didn't watch uh, E! Entertainment Television in the early 2000s, did you? Oh, spent a lot of nights oh. watching E! No, sir, <laughs> I did not. Didn't throw VH1 on in the dorm at uh, 2, no. 2 p.m. on a Sunday? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Spike TV time. Uh, okay. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was probably hangover time. <laughs> yeah, VH1 time. <laughs> also captain ron somehow <laughs> but yes in case you uh 
don't remember, Spider-Man 2 is the 2004 movie starring Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man in the sequel to the 2002 smash hit Spider-Man. And Tobey Maguire plays Peter Parker, who is also known as Spider-Man, <laughs> who is a person who has uh, qualities of both man and spider, which is why they call him Spider-Man. And it turns out this is the second installment in which Tobey Maguire plays the character Spider-Man. Now, is that one word, Adam, or? It's hyphenated. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So is that one word or two words? (laughs) That's one word. It's one hyphenated word. Yeah, just just checking. So is it Spider-Man or (laughs) Spider-Man? At this point in time, it's Spider-Man. As we go forward and we lose that uh, hyphen, it turns in to one word it could get that compound stress and turn into spider-man oh, okay so i think we're a ways Spider-Man. off yeah i think we're a ways off from that this is the one with dr octopus there you're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not caught up go wait, watch the wait, movie wait. and come back in 128 minutes so yes alfred molina as dr octopus dr otto octavius and unlike doug and i thought he didn't seem to have any funding issues in this film, he was actually very well funded by Harry Osborn. So. <laughs> so I'm vindicated, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's true. Much much like Dashboard Confessional told me at the end of the movie, I'm vindicated. Look, <laughs> He didn't have any funding issues because he robbed a bank. Okay, that's the second. Before part. he robbed the bank, he had funding issues that were big enough that required him to rob a bank. Did yeah. he? But before that, he had money. he had funding issues. He was fine. He got like two bags of gold corn. Oh, okay. But he's not evil because of funding issues. Right. <laughs> so it's kind it's of the that, inverse. It's not that the military procurement system also drove him insane. <laughs> no, I suppose not. I'm not I'm not quite sure we established it. Everyone else, like when was the last time oh, yeah. the rest of y'all had seen this movie? Mm, probably, I don't know, a decade. Whenever the last time I saw it with you. On DVD. I'm not sure I've seen it any time except the one time I saw it in theaters. So back when it came out. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know you you don't have a rich friend who's just showing movies to you. (laughs) This week we're watching Spider-Man 2. (laughs) Again? (laughs) I only have three prints. So it's either that or the core again. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people want to talk about. I basically just wrote down all the people who had cameos. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Al Sparks more. I wasn't done with Al Sparks. <laughs> I guess I, I uh, what did Doc and Captain Picard have in common? Um, Go um, ahead. Cybernetics. <laughs> <laughs> They're both in love with Donna Murphy. <laughs> So you're still on the cameos then, huh? I told you. That's all I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) She was the love interest in Star Trek Insurrection. Oh. Oh, geez. The most underrated of Star Trek movies. I was grinding through my memories of the TV series trying to come up with with, uh, an appearance. Didn't even think to check the movies. Well, you got to get to the TV show first, right? Because the movies come after. So it makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) 
All right, Charlie, introduce some actual content. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> so uh, I had, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> more hal sparks um or or who was that guy who was before him on talk so suit? That other guy. <laughs> oh what was his we name talk about Hansen? joel McHale. Like, yeah that's right yeah. and then joel McHale is in this too yeah <laughs> he'd make a good talk suit post i feel like he's got that what who would you're making you're making a uh, joke joel, right? joel McHale. if talk soup was still a show is it still a show he was okay. the host of the soup <laughs> he was the host of that show or the, yeah. the next iteration of that show for a very long time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. No. Do you, do you genuinely not know this? Yeah. Are you serious? We're serious. Oh my God. We're completely transitioned to uh, reality television and uh, <laughs> internet memes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, really? I've checked out. So, uh, okay. So somehow I missed that. See you guys for Play Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Huh. <laughs> uh. So that that must have gotten put in my brain at some point. In fact, Netflix has a, a new show. I think it's just called the Joe McHale Show or something, which is essentially the same thing as that show, just with a new yeah. name. Oh, and that was July. So the soup started July first, two thousand four, and he hosted it the the whole time. So that means this movie was the handoff. Yeah, <laughs> this is the missing link on June on June thirtieth. It's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> really this. Oh my goodness! I'm at least vaguely aware of who Joel McHale is. So that's something. <laughs> so I would hope he'd be more than vaguely aware. Community no, is one of just great vague. shows. I think I've seen like one episode. Oh, so good. And it was on Yahoo Screen. Oh, that would be a weird place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how good community would be if you started with the Yahoo screen stuff. <laughs> I mean, I like that alert. season, but I only I can't imagine one episode. I like that season, but I can't imagine it being a good starting place. Yeah. Kind of like starting Arrested Development with the season four Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, which version of season four? <sighs> Probably the original. Yeah. That would be more confusing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every episode, a new person that you've never seen before. <laughs> Be this is turning into one of those like U2 REM podcasts. <laughs> what? We're, we ostensibly talk about Spider Man 2, but we just completely transitioned into something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last night, so I wasn't able to watch the movie with you all Last day. night! <laughs> Um, I texted Adam and asked him because I had to rent the film which version that I should rent and he wasn't even aware there were different versions there was something that was like the theatrical cut and one that was the extended cut and so I guess I was dimly aware of this but not on any like necessary level so Adam texted me back to say to watch we're going to watch the theatrical cut because at this point on in the Marvel movie March there's not a lot of reason to watch the extended cuts of anything yeah, there's a couple movies we can discuss down the line. But from what I looked into it, yeah, there's not much. But when you texted me, it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> so I had already rented the extended one, which is the same price. So it didn't really matter. And... Whoa. Well, I guess we'll have to go scene by scene through the movie. No, no, no. To figure out what's different. So here's my point. Adam was absolutely correct. And <laughs> that when I was looking at the different scenes, it adds nothing. And what they really did was they... So each scene is extended by like, five to ten seconds which adds up to like 
seven minutes over the course of the film. It's really bizarre. Like each scene was an extended scene. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. there's the hospital scene where somebody gets electrocuted a little bit longer or there's some <laughs> extra dialogue with Aunt May, you know, but within a scene that still exists in the theatrical cut. But anyway, it has the net result of making the movie feel extremely bloated. So it's hard to that's the impression I got from the film this time around. Like, there's still a lot of stuff that I really liked about it, but it's I, like I it I can't separate all of this stuff. I started reading it, and it's like every scene is like they added five seconds here, they added two <laughs> seconds here, and I'm like, okay, this is they just undid some good editing work, right? It's like what they, they hit Control Z a bunch of times <laughs> on the final version of it, and just left those small cuts, put those small cuts back in. So I don't I don't know. Would not recommend. So instead of like Hangover 2 unrated edition, it's Spider-Man 2 unedited edition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spider-Man 2, the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think of the villain of this? Dr. Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus. And not, crucially not, Dr. Strange, because that's already taken. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I understood that joke this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Did, did you sleep through this movie as well, Charlie? Uh, I thought, no, I liked it. I, I actually really liked this character. I think the first time I saw it and I enjoyed it this time, this time too. Um, I think the inhibitor chip thing is a little bit wonky. I, mean, I guess it kind of tracks with a lot of, comic book setup so it doesn't bother me too much but it just always kind of struck me as weird i think the thing that bothered me more about it was that his astonishing breakthrough was this flawed fusion problem and not the fact that he created artificial limbs that could help like paraplegics (laughs) right yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just like an aside oh by the way it's just two very like two really you know, ridiculously huge advances in technology just kind of mashed together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can think of at least three, actually. Just to get the arms to work, there's like three major breakthroughs. Like, because they're, they're practically indestructible, which is like, geez, wow. No wonder he needed the Oscorp bucks to make that happen. Uh, they've got some pretty serious artificial intelligence about a decade before artificial intelligence was hitting mainstream. And they're also a surprisingly effective neural interface, which which I will nitpick a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, it interfaces with my cerebellum. And it like all the needles just go into his spine. And I'm like, where do you guys think the cerebellum is? <laughs> well, I, was, I was assuming that they were traveling up. I was like, well, I guess it might be easier to go up through from that direction than to just go right through his skull, right? I was just figuring, you know, as much as it mattered, right, that it was just like, oh, these nerves that it's attaching to specifically go to the cerebellum and nowhere else or something like that. Mm. Right, but uh, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. Well, clearly not meant to think hard about this, right? They're just like, okay, moving on. I apologize. It's my fault because I watched the movie Upgrade a couple weeks ago, and that one actually gives you a relatively believable 
dude merges with computer that interfaces with his brain thing. The other thing I thought was funny too was that they he harnessed a nuclear fusion reaction. Like even if it failed at that moment, I think they'd be like, "Okay, well, let's fix it." A couple people died, right. <laughs> yeah. but instead they're like, "Oh, that'll never work." He's a hack. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, he might have got a few calculations wrong, but this could solve all of our energy problems <laughs> right now. Remember this global warming thing we've been talking about? I think I think we got a handle on it now. Oh, he created fusion, but it's creating too much power. Shut it down. It's good. <laughs> and maybe maybe they're talking about a different kind of fusion than we're familiar with, too. Plato fusion, where you just mash them together in <laughs> yep. a new color. Do you need me to go to the textbook or something here? No, that's all right. We're probably digging a little <laughs> bit too deep in here. Kinds of fusion. <laughs> oh, it wasn't just tritium. He also had some flip, flip, flip <laughs> lithium as well. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, it didn't bother me somehow. <laughs> oh, right, all okay. of this stuff didn't bother me. Usually I'm a little bit more nitpicky, but I was on board with it. <laughs> yeah, it was like they did it well enough. You know, yeah. you, you they made oh, the arm yeah, yeah. so you could focus on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. like, <laughs> Well, you guys are talking about the movie. Now, yeah, the so. movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, the movie. I, for all of the nitpicking I'm doing, I actually thought that the, the science behind it all, you know, was, you know, understanding that it's a comic book movie, pretty good. Like, like it gets you past that hump of, this is bull crap. Yeah, like not it not many people even die in Spider-Man 2, do they? Like uh-huh. Doc Octopus's wife dies. His wife dies, he kills all those surgeons, presumably. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He kills the medical team. Okay. In the uh in the scene that's shot kind of like a horror film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the scene that's peak Raimi in the right. movie. Yeah. Him uh you know, oh, ripping did we mention Bruce Campbell? No, we forgot to not mention yet. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> 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 Uh, really do something about that usher oh that is sorry for a minute i thought you said you need to do something about usher because i was saying 2004 (laughs) (laughs) well we're talking about 2004 stuff anyway that's that guy from confessing (laughs) uh the woman dies in the or maybe not a woman somebody dies in the fire oh yeah yeah and that might be it yeah, so not really much of a body count for this one. Yeah, Peter Parker gets beaten up a lot by his own hand. Well, and presumably they're all the people that Peter Parker isn't saving across the city. No, they have been the biggest responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when he saved stroke. those little kids from getting creamed by that truck, all I could think was, it's. it's not you, man. It's just natural selection. Just let it be. Oh, okay. Be. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of vehicles, what in the scene where Peter and Mary Jane are in the cafe, and then Doc Ock comes and throws a car at them when yeah, he yep. doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yep. And he's his job is to find Peter Parker and extract information from him why is he throwing a car at his head (laughs) i thought he was just tossing cars around right oh maybe (laughs) and he was just like i'm gonna go somewhere where i think peter parker might be in the vicinity of start 
effing shit up. You know? <laughs> well, he is a photographer, right? So he presumably run out to get some photos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Way. <laughs> and he just, just and Spider-Man are sure to follow shortly thereafter. Just happened to have spectacularly poor aim with that one car. <laughs> I remember that, wasn't that, like, there was a preview for Spider-Man 2 that was that scene, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I remember that being very jarring. Yes. I remember it being pretty badass, yo. It, it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, got, it was hype. It was, it was so <laughs> fire. That's what the kids are, are saying. <laughs> what were the kids in 2004 saying? Uh, I think they were just saying cool, right? <laughs> Is baller a thing yet? Oh, maybe not. I feel like it was already like maybe. Yeah, they probably weren't saying fresh anymore. Dope, maybe. Dope. Yeah, maybe dope. Yeah, because they didn't move. Hadn't moved on to dank yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're in a pre-dank era. Uh, so the previous Spider-Man movie, we talked about how Peter Parker spent more of that movie than we remembered being kind of like whiny. All the whinging and complaining, but just a genuinely awful person. So I wondered how people thought uh, the character of Peter Parker was in this movie. So it was more Tobey Maguire doing the same sort of facial expressions and sort of sullenness, but at least I understood it a little bit more. Less just kind of being like a sullen teenager and more like, okay, well, he's wrestling with something that I can understand would be pretty tough. But yeah. it's still, I remember in that last episode, you mentioned, Adam, that you didn't seem to be having a lot of fun being Spider-Man, and he doesn't hear either. <laughs> That's true, but for me, at least, I think because that ties into the plot, it doesn't bother me as much. His whole journey here is, oh, it kind of sucks being Spider-Man. Which yeah, is, he's uh, he's no Batman. He's no right. fighting crime at night and then uh, living it up and being a CEO slash playboy during the day and sleeping goodness knows when. <laughs> right, and that is true to the the Spider-Man comics, at least like you know the the Stan oh. Lee era stuff, right? Where it does kind of suck to him trying to balance his his actual life with his Spider-Man life, and that's so like uh, some of this movie is drawn from an issue of. Amazing Spider-Man number 50, where he quits being Spider-Man because people just keep giving him crap. And he's like, you know what? I don't need this. Hmm. And so he quits. And so there's a moment in the movie where he throws his Spider-Man outfit in the trash can that's framed very similar to the way the panel is framed in the actual comic book. Hmm. So, okay. So, yeah, I think comic. How does he uh, how does he get his groove back? uh, So there's a newspaper in this that says, like, crime up 75 percent. And he basically is just like, oh, like people need me. And I was given this power for a reason. And, and, you know, he flashes back to like Uncle Ben and stuff. And and he's like, oh, yeah, I have to like help people. And so then he goes and kicks Kingpin's ass or is on his way to kick Kingpin's ass or something. Yeah. So for me, it didn't bother me because it actually was like relevant to uh, Peter Parker's arc through this movie. What about you, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of thought the same way. It was like, oh, this is kind of a bummer, but. The story, I think, really works. Like, I think they did a good job of setting it up where you, you really feel for him. And like you feel sympathy for him when he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not Spider-Man anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I remember like genuinely feeling like, oh, he, he deserves this. But, you know, it, overall, it, it's still like, you know, it kind of was like, oh, this doesn't 
necessarily give it that like fun Spider-Man feel, but I thought it worked well as, as far as the story goes. Yeah, I uh, I was trying to think if there were any other superhero movies where the superhero like gives up his powers during the way. And the only one I could really come up with is Superman 2. And I looked into it and I was like, oh, apparently Superman 2 was an influence on Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's it's like uh, just a few letters different. Shoot. <laughs> I'm into the whole numerology thing here. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> The other thing I thought was interesting was how he keeps like losing his powers. Oh, yeah. In opportune times. Yeah. And I remember at the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, what's going on? This doesn't I'm not sure I really get this. But having subsequently read uh, some of the comic books where he does sometimes lose his powers, usually because he's like sick with the flu. But there's one time where he just loses his power because he's just he has this like overwhelming guilt about Uncle Ben's death that it's turns into like some sort of psychosomatic blocking of his powers until he like comes to grips with it or something. Mm. And I think that's kind of what they were going for here. Yeah. Is that because he's so like, you know, like stressed out and overwhelmed trying to like juggle both lives that that's how it's manifesting itself and him yeah. constantly falling on objects and yeah. hurting his back. Just taking a real beating in this movie. Yeah. And uh, not not to go back to Hal Sparks again, but it really did that that great elevator scene. You know, we wouldn't have without losing his powers, we wouldn't have had the great elevator scene. And what might have been the the beginning of the well, not the beginning, but I was like, oh, I'm starting to get the you know, this is a lot like the sense of humor you see in a much more recent Marvel movie. You know, yeah. Kind of the, yeah. the superhero in an everyday situation. You know, I mean, there really were some, I think there were some other funny moments in the movie as well that kind of were reminiscent of that. Speaking of that, I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was nice how trustworthy all the New Yorkers on the subway were when they saw oh. Peter's unmasked face. I'm like, that would never happen today. <laughs> oh yeah. It, They'd all have cell phones out the moment the Spider-Man shows up. They'd all have cell phones out, and at least three of them would be terrible people who would be posting it everywhere. (laughs) That scene and the one with the big spider web are together costing this movie probably a full point. Oh, wow. What's wrong with the big spider web? Uh, The big spider web was just like... Too big? (laughs) Yeah, it was too big. It was was, was too big. It was was bizarre. (laughs) Like, like it was to the point where you just picture in your head him weaving this thing while Mary Jane is just kind of sitting there on top of the crane or something. Just being no, he super just... creeped out by him doing it with his wrists. And just, uh... Yeah, like also oh, just, oh, just out of just... these weird holes in your arms. Yeah. Gross. He just yeah. sets his wrist to extra wide dispersal and just shoots it once. He's got like the guard uh, pose. Because he was doing similar stuff with the uh, during the train ride when he was chucking those people onto the the webs. He was yeah. Shooting. We established yeah. he's already put down a medium yeah. size web for in in one shot, one arm. Right. So I would think like two hands, maybe two seconds, he could make that giant web. <laughs> the webs make themselves really. <laughs> okay, fine then. If I, the 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 uh, train sequence is is therefore exclusively responsible for costing the movie a point. But before we get there, I just want to comment 
that I want to I want to point out that the doctor examined Peter Parker and didn't notice holes in his wrist where web comes out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, hey, they cl- so they close up. Do they? Do they seal up? Do they we... must. Yeah. Oh. Did you see his T-shirt? <laughs> Clearly, the guy was high. <laughs> Additionally, I like how he decided decided to be a psychiatrist for a moment. That's the American medical system. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised he didn't prescribe him something for just that. You know, he's like, "Oh, it's mental," but you know, it's 2004. We can't do anything about it. <laughs> Here's some Oxycontin. (laughs) The train scene was just, oh man, it's just one of those, oh, New Yorkers are the greatest people on earth things that was just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, they protect their own, right? It's just that people, it's just good. Although, I will say that I very much appreciated uh, all the people standing in front of Spider-Man and being like, you're going to have to go through me first. And Doc Ock is like, shrug. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And he just pushes on the side. I thought that I was inspired. Yeah, I would have been finding trying to find a way off the train at that point. I would not have been a hero. <laughs> that's yeah. why you don't live in New well, York. Because, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Spider Man saved all our lives. I'm gonna you know, now I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to die because I have lived. <laughs> I lived through two Ghostbusters movies, but this one killed me. <laughs> Come on, Paul. You owe a blood debt to Spider-Man now. (laughs) 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 What did everybody think about the um, the special effects in this one? Specifically that train scene. Train scene was good. Yeah. Uh, The only place I think where the special effects were glaringly bad was Spider-Man swinging around at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, the some of the mid distance shots I think were some of the worst. I mean, it. I think it's this weird, it, like the technology. I think it improved since the first one enough that I liked the first one because it was very cartoony slash comicy, and this yeah. one I think it just improved enough to kind of get a little bit uncanny. Slide down into that valley. Yeah. There was the, a lot of the transitions between the shots of the actual people and like when they'd be close to the camera and then as they moved away would turn into CG would be, were, was a little bit jarring. Mm. I especially felt for like the Doc Ock, I think. Yes. Was like, yeah. And I'm wondering if that's because they had to simulate like an actual face rather than a costume. It didn't quite look like Alfred Molina. Yeah. But that's fine on some level for me. Right. Cause you know, it's like, what is the point? of a special effect to tell the story or is it to make it seem completely realistic? And yeah, yeah, I think at, I think at this point I'm, I'm still on the tell a story side of things yeah. where it doesn't really bother me if, if, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. That looks really CG. So overall I'm, I'm nitpicking again, as I always do. I thought overall <laughs> it worked pretty well. And you know, all the shot, like a lot of the CGI stuff is during the day too, which a lot of other movies don't do. Good on them for actually doing that instead of trying to obscure everything. Uh, Brienne insisted that I mention that Mary Jane is a bad actress. Oh, Why? sure. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Mary yeah. Jane is a bad actress. She was so mad at... So first of all, she thought her English <laughs> accent sucked. Like she sat up... She heard it. She was like, what is... What? That's terrible. And then when she like stops because she sees Peter in the audience, she got so mad. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so what you're saying is it was a 
amazing performance from uh, Kirsten Dunst. That must be the takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> she sold that bad um, act, stage acting yeah, pretty see, well. A bad actress would have done a much better job, and consequently, it, the scene wouldn't have worked. Kirsten Dunst, the greatest actress of our generation. <laughs> so it's what you're saying, Doug, right? right? Just jam those words right into his mouth. <laughs> I don't know if I would describe it as better acting, uh, but maybe just I liked her performance more in this movie than in Spider-Man. Like maybe I'm just more comfortable with the character of Mary Jane at this point, but I, I just like her performance better here. So yeah, that's fair. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, at least she got to be a little bit more proactive in this one and actually make decisions for herself instead of just being with this guy or that guy. I mean, I guess that, well, now I think about it, that's what this one came down to. But at least she was making the decisions. Yeah, and she was actually pretty savvy about it. Yeah. Like, right before that car hit, you know, you could tell she had a, she had a hunch there. <laughs> well, she no, had a hunchback? Like, what? She had a hunchback. <laughs> a hatchback? Because, <laughs> like, the scene in, like, was it immediately previous where where she kisses the astronaut guy? And like you can just tell on her face, she's like, this is good, but it's not Spider-Man good. <laughs> right? Like that's why that's why she was kissing him upside down. Yeah, right? I, I like that yeah. scene, yeah. Like I mm. thought that was actually pretty pretty inspired, like just from, from a movie standpoint. But yeah, you're right, Doug. She goes to kiss Peter Parker in the cafe, so she had an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she just wanted to see what it was like to kiss him. I guess so, yeah. Because that's how you know. Mm-hmm. I, that's what the song tells you, right? <laughs> I, I mean... It's in his kiss. <laughs> so what else do we usually talk about in these? <laughs> that was the... Yeah. It was like, does anyone have anything else? Uh, Any more I, Hal I, Sparks I tidbits? Think, uh, I don't care about these cameo people. <laughs> you know? I don't either. I do care about Hal Sparks, though. <laughs> she sat down and was like, you know, okay, what was great about Spider-Man? What do we need more of in Spider-Man 2? And the answer to that question was obviously J.K. Simmons. We got more J.K. Simmons <laughs> true, yeah. around. That was, uh, just I thought that was out great. Of the park. Yeah. Oh, I, in fact, I, is that where the whole laugh, like, is yes. it in this movie where the laugh <laughs> thing comes from? Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, tell me if this was part of the extended version or not because i don't remember this from the original run is there a scene where jk simmons dresses up as spider-man no what that's in the extended edition is that he puts on the spider-man suit and starts jumping around his office (laughs) oh wow for a reason (laughs) (laughs) and everyone's outside looking through the blinds at him like he's crazy (laughs) oh man It's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, I also feel like this time they, like, I don't know if this is, you know, what happened. It just, this is the way it feels. It, it feels like uh, they gave Sam Raimi a longer leash directing it. Like I believe that. He felt, he felt like he was far more Sam Raimi than he was in the first one. Like, it, oh, you yeah. can see it there in the first one, but... The operating room with Doc Ock. Oh, yeah. It's... That whole thing, that whole sequence was peak Raimi. Yeah, it felt very Evil Dead. In fact, I think they had a miniature chainsaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought to myself, is a surgical chainsaw a real thing? <laughs> I mean, maybe. But oh well, if you got to cut through the metal like that, right? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, ah, that was one of my favorite scenes, actually. 
I liked I liked the raminess of it. Yeah, like it it loses a little bit of its charm every subsequent time I see it, but it's still good. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think if you uh, see for me, I've been long enough between viewings that although I vaguely remember that it happened, the you know, actually seeing it again, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm completely on board with this. Yeah. But you don't just have it burned into your memory and replaying in your head on a weekly basis. Turns out I don't. I I just have the car flying over Peter <laughs> Parker and Mary Jane. That's the bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about is uh, the end of the movie setting up uh, James Franco finding the Green Goblin stuff for the third movie. Oh, yeah. And earlier in the movie, we had Dr. Connors uh, setting up the fourth movie in the series. True. Yeah, Dr. Connors is the lizard. So I had thought that this was a two-villain movie. I really appreciated that it was only one villain, because when we get to Spider-Man 3, it gets a little <laughs> overstuffed. So I thought the Green Goblin, or I guess the Hobgoblin, was in this no, one. No, it's Green Goblin. Oh, it is the Green Goblin? Okay. It's not Hobgoblin. Son, son of Green Goblin <laughs> was in this <laughs> one, and he wasn't. So I thought it was, a, it was nicer to have this one more focused. I mean, Harry yeah. Osborne is kind of seething in the background the whole time. It kind of gets set up. But I, I was getting towards the end of the movie. And I was like, there's only 20 minutes left, and they hadn't introduced <laughs> the Green Goblin again yet. <laughs> you must have been pretty excited when he smashed that mirror. Yeah, I was like, when are we going to get to the Green Goblin? <laughs> I have to wait a whole other movie. <laughs> so, so just to be clear, though, that was a separate mask and glider. Like, like Peter Parker didn't, like, hide that stuff behind the mirror in that fancy room when, when he left uh, the Green Goblin, when he left Norm Osborn in the first movie. Right? No, because remember, his scheme was going to be to insert the glider back into Norman Osborn before he <laughs> set the whole place on fire. <laughs> right, right. So if he had just okay. made it further we along didn't... his plan, if he had set that penthouse on fire, then all that stuff would have burned up and Harry Osborn would have never discovered it. Okay. Okay, so it's a separate set of armor. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Backup or prototypes. I mean, like maybe he was working. Yeah, on. like it's the next version, probably yeah. two So, if you if you had to give this a rating, how many Hal Sparks would you give it out of ten? <laughs> Is that what it was called? <laughs> what? Hal Spark. Oh, Hal, Hal Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of the fusion reactions. I was like, it was called a Hell Spark? <laughs> oh, Hell dude. Sparks is Hell Spark. <laughs> oh, no, we got, we got a few before we get to Ghost Rider. <laughs> Paul, why don't you go first? Well, um, I really enjoyed it. Somehow, I think I liked it a little more than uh, the first Spider-Man, the 2002 Spider-Man. You know, it, it was about how I remembered it, seeing it back in the theater. But I think it held up pretty well. Um, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it eight Hell Sparks. <laughs> so for you, this was on par with the X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, uh, I think for me, um, yeah, actually, I thought it held up really well. I really like that Doc Ock isn't like an out and out villain that he's just acting the way he is because he's being affected by, you know, the, the implant thing, right. That he's not just evil because he's evil or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I thought that was really well handled. I thought Peter Parker's arc was really well handled and I really bought into that. 
and just his interactions with Hal Sparks and also <laughs> like other members of the cast. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. And yeah, we didn't talk about it too much, but I really did like uh, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J.K. Simmons in this and giving him a little more to do with like his son, the astronaut and where he's just like, grab a shot, Peter, you know, and stuff like that. I really like that. So the only thing that I know I said that I, that the CGI doesn't really bother me, but it is the thing that I think stops it from being perfect, right? In that it's the, it's the thing that doesn't quite work to me with the rest of it, everything else. So, but I still think I'm going to give this nine and a half hell sparks. Ooh. Out of 10. <laughs> nice. So, and the, the last half hell spark is like from the waist up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> top half spark yeah yeah uh well i'm looking back at my rating for spider-man and i gave that an 8.5 so i'm trying to think relative to that I, this one doesn't quite have the nostalgia factor for me because i mean it I, I didn't quite get the same impression from this one as i did when i first saw the when i saw the first spider-man movie and was really wowed by it but a lot of it's just better i think just better executed i like you're saying adam i like peter parker's storyline a bit more in this one i liked that as doug also said that sam raimi was a little bit more off the leash and i appreciated his contributions to it um i think it all evens out and i think i'm gonna give this one an 8.5 as well i almost yeah i almost want to give it a nine but i think i'm still gonna settle on 8.5 hal sparks so it didn't quite get to the perfect nine for you, but I guess perfect that's okay. nine. <laughs> well, we established it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding scale. Like maybe you're going to wow us at some point, but <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Electra. You don't know. You're right. I don't. <laughs> that's what I'm saving my 9.5 for. <laughs> I already gave a 9.5. So I guess uh, Electra is going to need to be a 10. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Guys, we forgot to do the Mary Marvel song off. Oh, we can do uh, that afterward, yeah. Okay. Uh, For God is a strong word. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, i got to give my rating. Um, I'm going to have to give this one an eight. Hmm. I like the motivation and of uh, the villain this time. Like It actually works really well. Um, very good performance from Alfred Molina, but... I thought that Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin was just a lot more fun to watch in the first Spider-Man than Doc Ock is here. He just like he's got some cool stuff, but he just he doesn't just grab your attention like Willem Dafoe did. As I said, the uh, the scene with the uh, train cost it a full point. It it's the oh wow New Yorkers are the greatest people. Oh yeah no we're we all saw who Spider-Man is. We all saw his face, but you know, we'll we'll keep your secret because we're the best. Oh, it was literally just that. Mostly, yeah. Okay. I mean, keep in mind, right? It's not that long after two thousand one and nine eleven. So, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Nope, still faulting it for that. All right. I think it's the fact that it's a recurring theme in the dang Spider-Man movies, like as we're as we'll see later, like in Amazing Spider-Man, but. Just oof. that said, you know, there's there's a lot to like here. Um, would have been a nine except for that one scene. So I'm going to give it an eight overall about on par with Spider-Man. Uh, I'd like to do a re-rating if possible. <laughs> OK. OK. 
Uh, Charlie gave it an 8.5, and I think he meant a 10.5. <laughs> I don't think you can rerate other people's ratings. I think that's the only type of re-rating that's allowed. <laughs> and no asking someone else to fix your score for you. <laughs> uh, I really screwed this one up, Paul. What should I have done? <laughs> I think you should have gone with a 10. <laughs> so thanks for joining us with uh our 17th installment of the mary marvel movie march next up we jump forward to december 2004 and the beginning of the ryan reynolds universe blade trinity yay wait do i mean that i don't remember it's good <laughs> uh yeah you meant that okay i i feel a i feel a 9.5 or a 10 coming up <laughs> <laughs> that seems like you're low balling again <laughs> Well, for another edition of the Gobeski Walsh Report, my name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and we had with us two amazing guests. We had Paul Wilcox. Always a pleasure. And Doug Gobeski. Thanks for having me. And we hope you enjoy your existence. <laughs> Woo! On the whole, Why not? Why I hope not you have more positives summer? than negatives. <laughs> hope it was a net gain, this life <laughs> of yours. <laughs> And just, just go with a generic platitude. Hope you enjoy your summer. <laughs> yep, that'll be the last line. I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com. Hey, everybody. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook. The Gobeski Wallace Report. And hey, everybody, tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm now on a wired internet connection. So, oh, cool. Because right. I was getting a little bit of in and out. So, hopefully, that'll mitigate that a bit. The old in and out. <sighs> Never that big a fan of In and Out, honestly. It, I don't know, just not not the greatest. Everyone like raves about In and Out. I'm just like, it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't know that I'd go out of my way for it. This is what I've been saying. This is <laughs> yeah, it's beast. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, right? But I'm not I, like, oh, I I must have the In and Out. I still haven't tried an animal style burger though. Yeah, just. I don't know that I'm an animal person, so the in and out animal Sorry. just doesn't really do it for me. See that? You're more of an Android person. Uh, I don't know that I've done the Android in and out. Is that a thing? Oh, it's it's a thing, but there's a it's behind a significant paywall. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about anymore? The <laughs> <laughs> old in and out. Okay, yeah. just checking. You know, when you need to to plug in your cord so that you. Uh, get a better connection. Oh, yeah, lunchtime. You can't cut any of this, Charlie. It's all gold. <laughs> <I know. laughs>